Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I didn't do it. Oh, yes, you did. You I sure did as shit. Oh, I tested it three times, fool. And I have undeniable proof that you did it. You admitted to it. What's up, Lisa? What, okay, what did I allegedly do? Yeah, well, do? what Let's did make you... sure we're talking about the same thing. Well, hold on now. You came in here and you said that you didn't do it. What did you not do? I didn't mess up Anchor and make you have to send a second link. No, you did not do that. I did I... not do that. I wanted to see if I turned on or off the noise cancellation on the soundboard, if that would make any difference in my recording quality. And it did. I, I, you don't know if it did or didn't. You did, You have no idea. You're just guessing. Well, considering we have two separate links, I'm guessing something happened. Well, I had to cancel the first link to do the testing. So either ah. way, you were getting two links. You Because I was sitting there. Well, here. All right. Let me tell you. We all know that, well, first of all, hi, hi, dear listener. Hi. Welcome to Podgimentary. We gonna get spicy today. We're gonna be talking about Matt Walsh's documentary, What is a Woman? But first, we're gonna talk about 30 different things that you may or may not care about. Uh, just that fast you forward. you will by the end. Oh, you will by the end. And if you don't want to hear us to have some small talk, just fast forward 20 minutes. But back to what's going on. So you know how... I usually am recording outside because Mrs. Yeti takes her office. Yes, but didn't it snow? (laughs) Yeah, it sure did. It sure did snow. So, yeah, I'm not outside right now. And I am in a closet. (laughs) (laughs) Is it a nice closet? It's our closet. (laughs) So I'm just looking up at like, because I'm sitting like crisscross applesauce on the floor, just looking at my shoes, my sneakers. Well, the audio should sound great. I know. So I was going to ask you if there's any difference. That's why I wanted to see if I turned off the denoise button, because I'm sure that that's adding some robotics, some, you know, it, it the soundboard is then interfering with the microphone it, for better. It's mm-hmm. but since I'm in the closet, I was like, you don't really need to cancel out any noise. So I wanted to see yeah. if it made any difference. I don't know if it does or not, but it sounds OK to me. <sighs> OK, cool. That 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 rules. That's rad. What's up okay. with you, man? Not much. Or should I, I think say? I got all my tummy rumbles out of the way. Tummy rumbles. Yeah. <laughs> Last podumentary we did on. Oh, I don't even remember. What was it? Uh, Abercrombie. That's right. White Hot. The rise and fall of Abercrombie and Fitch. And the entire time, Lisa's stomach wanted to intervene and get its two cents in on the topic. Even though it had been fed. It had been, well, I think that's why it was acting up. For, I it mean, it like, had been fed nice foods, so I don't know what it's But it was about. like, give me, give me that food. And then you did. You gave it that food. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's pretty much Oh, yeah. So do I sound totally fine, by the way? Sounds fine to me. Okay. I do not hear any airplanes flying overhead. I wish that I recorded with somebody who had the same amount of autism that I have. Because I would be like, oh, oh, turn your mic up. Oh, no, you need to get turn the mid down. 
a, a little bit of, oh, you got your echo on? Because every now and then Kelsey's talking and you can hear the echo going. And I'm like, hey, turn that off. I mean, you could tell me to do that stuff. There's no way I can pull that off because I literally have a something plugged into my phone and that is it. That's the old school way. Just wait. Just wait. Someday you'll have a soundboard of your own. Just wait. Someday. Not this day. Not this day. Molding a woman. What else is new? Hey, so I don't want to assume anything, but Mrs. Yeti is a woman, right? Can confirm. And she is a woman who is great with child, right? Great with child? Mm-hmm. Great like with child. Like massively huge, like has a planetary orbit of her own? Can confirm. Mm-hmm. So when is she due? Uh, in early December, but will probably come early. Okay, because baby Yeti came early, didn't she? Yep, by like three weeks. Yeah, so that's like a, like in like a week and a half. Oh yeah, we're getting to the window. We <laughs> sure are. <laughs> do you have your bags packed? I we sure do. Okay, good. You have I like the need... snow chains on the tires. No snow chains needed when you have KO twos. KO twos are are ready to rumble. And they should sponsor this podcast. Oh, I wish they would. BF Goodrich, if you guys are out there. Oh man, I'm sure they're like you had to bring us up on this episode. <laughs> Sorry, but I, hey, if, if anybody's going to listen, it'll be to this one. But man, woman, don't matter. Whatever you are or somewhere in between. BF Goodwrench, KO2s will get you where you need to go. There you go. Yeah, boy, they are snow rated. You know how you tell if your tires are rated for snow? If I have go- no idea. Oh, yeah, because you live in Texas. Of course you I have do. no idea. So you go and you look on the on the tire wall and you'll see a little like mountain with a snowflake. And that means... Fuck yeah, bro. You're you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have never had to look for that because where I live, if it snows, the entire county shuts down. Pretty much. And then we'll have people complaining on social media that the city cleared the road to go to the grocery stores, but not to this cupcake shop on that- Main Street where it's like all just specialty oh. stores. Yeah. So you know that piece of shit Winnebago that's been down the road from me and I am mm-hmm. furious about it and apparently the county said it's going to be seven grand to remove? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody from the county was driving by and staring at it and I was like, hey, guy. I was like, right as I was walking by. And I was like, hey, uh, any updates on this? And he's like, no. He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm a permit, like I'm a building inspector type dude, so not my department whatsoever. And I was like, Ugh. if we don't get this piece of shit out of here, it's going to start to snow and it's going to get snowed in until fucking spring. And sure enough, Five inches of snow so far have fallen today, and a couple more storms are around the corner. So will it get completely covered with snow? Well, here's the thing, because it happens to be where three roads converge. So, like, I don't, it's not going to snow 20 feet without the wind blowing it away. But if you factor in a snowplow, because that's where the snowplow likes Uh to dump its, like, its scoop. Uh So maybe. All I knew, I do know this because I, I was hoping that, like, the, when the snow plows need to go past it, they're gonna radio it in and be like, guys, we need to get this out of the fucking way. So, yeah, I saw the snow plow go by. So, I was like, all right, cool. Maybe he radioed that thing in and it's like, we gotta get this piece of shit out of Yeti's neighborhood because it is not looking good. Or they'll just like shove it off into the ditch <laughs> out of their way and it'll never leave. 
<laughs> yeah, no. I know. It, I that is a new landmark. Because right Turn where it right is. At the abandoned Winnebago. <laughs> yeah, right. the paved road. Because <laughs> uh, exactly where it's located, there's nobody really owns any of the land that's like right there. Well, somebody does, but there's like no house. And uh, right. so it's right where no one's going to care. Because if it was right in front of someone's property, they'd be like, get this the fuck out of here. But it just happens <laughs> to be where it's like, Nobody cares. Nobody cares except for me, who is furious about it. Anyway, we watched a documentary. Did we ever? Did we ever? So we, I had been thinking, I, I remember exactly where I was driving on the Canyon Road as I was buzzing past the uh, the bicyclists, but like Maverick buzzes the tower. I was buzzing past them bicyclists and I was like, you know what documentary we should cover that would probably get us a lot of traction and a lot of heat. Yes. What is a woman? What is a woman? More than a woman to me. Can you do a falsetto? Yes, I can. (laughs) Rad. So we watched. I can go all chipmunk all on my own. We watched Matt Walsh's What is a Woman? Brought to you by The Daily Wire. Signed up. Whole thing. We watched it. Let's get into it. Okay, so Matt Walsh is the uh, presenter here, and he opens up by watching his kids playing at birthday parties. And he says, I've heard people say there are no differences between male and female. Those people are idiots. (laughs) Yeah, he gets right into it. (laughs) Yeah, you are going to find this out in, give it about two years. Oh, I already know. The way you're going to see it as a parent, and it is completely different you are going to watch a two-year-old toddler girl and a two-year-old toddler boy and you are just going to be amazed at how active one of them is oh yeah everybody said what you want to do is you have the girl first because then when they have all their toys and all that kind of stuff they'll stay nice for the boy who will then destroy them all ah that didn't really work for us too well they totally just go along with it just be like okay yes (laughs) yes because really two kids is about the lifespan of most baby gear and toys and whatnot so yeah so matt is asking what's a woman um and stephen hawking says women are a complete mystery and he says it in his robot voice that i can't women are a complete mystery to me i don't understand cannot compute i can do it as a chipmunk i can't do it as stephen hawking yeah yeah so he's sitting there like questioning everything it's like well do i really have four daughters or four sons is there a boy trapped inside my daughter? And if so, how do I get him out? <laughs> so, Crowbar. Yeah. So the first thing <laughs> he's got to figure out is, you know, forget trying to figure out women. What is a woman? Yeah. So they, he has his opening credits and he's showing all kinds of educational films from the fifties about the changes that boys and girls go through. And, you know, they have some ladies saying, being a woman is one of the things I like most about myself. Well, good for you. Real, like, so, you know, like, Mouseketeer level, 1955. Yes. Like, hey, everybody. Absolutely. Exactly mm-hmm. what I was doing. So I've been having a lot of fun on YouTube, and we're about to have even more fun on YouTube because I just learned how to use iMovie. <laughs> oh, dear. So, Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be putting Hide your sorts, kids, hide your wife. Hide your kids, hide your wife. But I did a whole thing where it was like, hey, that's Sonny. 
Are you trying to open up a pomegranate? Put the chainsaw down. Here's how you do it. Smack that thing like it owes you money. But yeah, that's what these videos are like. Like, are you, mm -hmm. <laughs> are you noticing yeah. changes in your beanbag? <laughs> are does you growing your, hair in strange places? Does your dick get hard when you sneeze? I don't have that problem personally. <laughs> <laughs> are you leaving a snail trail around the Albertons? <laughs> okay. <laughs> your body is changing, and we're going to tell you all about it. So the first place that Matt decides to try to answer the question, what is a woman? Not even what are the differences between men and women, just the very basics. What is a woman? Like, yeah. hmm, I'm going to check with a therapist. And he checked with not just any old therapist. He checked with a therapist who had a pixie haircut, a septum piercing, and uh, looked like she was confused. Yes. And I put she has a Yeti Yep style haircut. What does that mean? Oh, like actual my actual haircut? Because <laughs> it's, I mean, it it is that short. She did. She did yeah. And you might be able to make a little faux hawk out of what you have. I don't know. I'd go with a little bit of a pompadour, pompadour light. Okay. That's my look. Well, I I model myself after uh, John Hamm in Mad Men. That is that is my that's what I'm going for. Okay, a very manly choice. Yeah. All right. So I that, used to don't hey quit getting down to brass tacks. All right. I heard your stomach. No, <laughs> you didn't. It yeah, did, did not rumble. Oh, no, you, you farted. I think all you right. heard my right. knuckles crunch. Then you, then you farted. I did not. Okay. That well, you heard my chair. I no no bodily functions occurred while you were talking just now. Hold on, I got to see if I can pop some knuckles. Dude, that's one thing. Speaking of having kids, uh, I learned how to pop my knuckles at a very young age, and I I can pop every. I can pop my elbows, knees, hips. I can pop everything. I probably don't want to pass that down at generation, do I? Uh, you may not be able to stop it because once they figure it out, you may be out of out of luck. S out of L. Oh, she's getting she's getting pretty close to the stage where now we cannot use the bad words around her because she'll just oh. be like, anything you say, we'll be like, oh, yeah. shoot. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, she hasn't she hasn't done that yet, but we'll be like, oh, shoot. And she'll be like, oh, shoot. Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. Shoot, shoot. And it's like, yep, she's there. Yeah. I went on one short road trip with my kid and I was afraid that the next word that came out of his mouth was going to be fuck because I was having so much problems with traffic. Uh, you, you rarely swear. I'll tell you that. I rarely do. But when I get angry, yeah, it's. I pick it up it, for the both of us. So a lot of my videos start off with like Yeti Yef back in that ass. So if it switches mm -hmm. over to Yeti Yef back in that action, you know, baby Yeti is, <laughs> is around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeti Yef. Go to preschool. Back in that ass. <laughs> Baby Yeti, back in that ass. <laughs> Yo, she is pretty rad, though. You got to admit, huh, Teach? <laughs> All right, let's go. All right. So we're in therapy with Gert. And she is a licensed marital and family therapist in Tennessee. And she is trained to think about family systems, how we were raised, how that affects us today. She's informed by feminism and the idea that we live in a gendered world. <sighs> yeah, she yes, yes. <sighs> yeah. So, I mean, she seems like a really nice person. She seems nice. She also seems like yeah. she's 22. She does. She does look very, very young. Super young. And so the, their conversation comes around to um, people who are assigned at birth 
And oh, Matt, Matt asks, so what is assigned at birth? Who decides that? The doctors? Yeah. So what do they base that on? Oh, yeah. That's the first like tiff that they got into. Uh, mm-hmm. She was like, you're 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 just assi-. she said it with like, you know, she knew what she was saying. She's like, you're just assigned male or female at birth, like a, just a doctor just assigns it to you. Who yeah. is this person to just assign you a gender? It's like, I mean, I, I mean, OK, L- there are rare cases of intersex and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. All of that aside. Because it's a small percentage. Um, yeah, it's pretty easy to tell. You just kind of look and you're like, oh, there you go. They can tell it off of an, an ultrasound. Like at, I don't, I don't know the exact number, but it's pretty early. Like first trimester early. They can be like, hey, guess what you're having? Yeah, I think they, they told us Mrs. Right Yeti brought around home, midway through. Mrs. Yeti brought home the ultrasound pictures and it's even like, a little arrow on the ultrasound and it's like penis <laughs> right yeah. there there's your little baby wanger <laughs> yeah. i went in for uh for that particular ultrasound with 2.0 and the tech said well so normally i do the measurements first and then i try to figure out if i can determine the sex but this one is showing us right up front what it is so <laughs> i look at that one. Oh, okay she's like yeah that that's that's a penis <laughs> okay well <laughs> But just the way that like you're just assigned it at first. So this whole documentary does deal with it's like the idea is gender a spectrum, da, 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 or is it like you know a biological? You're either yes or no when it comes to like are you a male or a female? That's this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she says now we know that sex and gender are more than binary. Some women have penises, some men have vaginas. I mean. If you talk like that, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you go up so several octaves. Her, how do I know if I'm a woman? I mean, I like scented candles. I've watched Sex in the City. And Gert says, that question is the beginning of a journey. Matt says, what is a woman? Gert. Hmm. Smiles and nods. That's a great question. I can't answer that because I'm not a woman. I- it was like, and, oh, what? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And and so she says she's not a woman. Now, I am going to use she with her because that is the appearance that it, it, that she seems to have to me. So she I would call her she. very much looks like a biological female. Yes. Um, she says, looks, well, it's pretty acts, relative. Talks, yeah. Yes. Um, says, she looks know, like Tinkerbell with a bunch of degrees behind her. And by the way, I guess it's you can fast track those degrees when they're in bullshit. <laughs> All right. All right. And uh, Gert says, if you ask people across race and identities and class and culture, you'll get a different answer about what a woman is. No, yeah, yeah we did. We sure did. So, you can yeah. probably already guess. so he leaves therapy and he's kind of confused so okay well i'm gonna go ask a medical doctor and so he goes to see dr marcy bowers md who is a world-renowned gynecologist and now matt says transgender woman dr marcy says I am a woman. That's my life. But I so have you a think that she's going to be very good at telling us what a woman is. Now, where is she located again? Uh, New York City, if I'm not mistaken. Nope. No. Nope. San Francisco. Oh, okay. Okay. 
that because he they had some um like man on the street questions interspersed and yeah. they asked like people in New York City. Yeah. But no, okay. So Matt has gotten on a plane. And Dr. Marcy performs gender-affirming vaginoplasty, which creates a vagina and a vulva all constructed from the penis. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like Life's dead middle turn inside out. I'm I'm not I, nobody's gonna pay me to do this, so I don't have to know how to do it. Um yeah, I think they I yeah, I don't know how you do it either. But um as we'll find out later from a person who had a sex change operation, not not pretty. No, not pretty. Yeah. I guess like one of the main things is hair follicles keep continue to grow. So when if you turn like a, a wang inside out and you put it up inside of you, your hair follicles st- still grow. And then that leads to all sorts of infections. Are you uncomfortable? I'm not uncomfortable because I haven't had that done. <laughs> You're just uncomfortable because you got them di- the sugar foot. <laughs> I do not have the sugar foot. Oh, by the way, you sent me pictures of <laughs> disgusting foot shit. And I was not like, dude, I said no. And then you sent it against. I did not consent, Lisa. I did not consent to these gross foot pictures that you sent me. And they're horrific. You claimed that I did not have them. So I had to prove you wrong. And I sent you a very tame one that had most of the toes still attached to the foot. Ugh. Gross. All right, anyway, back to talking about transgender surgeries. So Matt asks, does anyone ever regret their surgeries? And he says, like, I mean, I know that there are, but like, how often does that happen? Dr. Marcy says, well, we don't really know that they do. There I'll are the transitioners. Mm-hmm. Dr. Marcy, she um, apparently was born a biological male and is now yes. a female. Uh, yes. She's pretty good job. If you yes. didn't tell me that she was a he when he would when. Yes. Yeah, I would have been I would have never known. She pre- she presents as a large but feminine woman. Yeah, she could play some football. For sure. Like Powderpuff Division? Fuck yeah. She'd fuck somebody up. So she says that, you know, there are detransitioners that feel that in their journey they have made a mistake. But this is a rare phenomenon. I'm going to guess in San Francisco that, yeah, you're probably not going to bump into too many people who are like oopsie dipsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But she seemed like she was coming from a completely different world. She's like, what? No, people don't regret it. What are you talking about? Yeah. And Matt asks, have you ever heard of somebody who's like, transabled? Like if a man has two arms, but he feels like he should only have one. And if he went to the doctor to have that arm cut off, should he be able to do that? And she was like, no, what? And then like, he goes, you don't see any parallels here. And she was like, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> it was so funny because yeah. he's just like, like super like I'm not deadpan is more of a comedic term of when you're mm-hmm. you know being like dry sarc like a dry sarcasm and all like it, it's kind of the way that he asked these questions but he's just kind of just coming off as like i'm not trying to put any sort of spin on this i'm not trying to lead you i just like have you ever I heard of somebody who absolutely. thinks that they should be disabled and they would go to a doctor to get their arm chopped off like do you do you yeah. agree with that practice and the person's like no and he's it's like and so do you see any parallels between that type of a surgery and this type of a surgery? And she's like, what? no, yeah. what? <laughs> she actually says, I would say that's kooky. Like, yeah. Actually use the word kooky. She's like, that's fucking weird to get your arm chopped off for no fucking reason. Ew. And he's just <laughs> like, and you don't see any correlation with the, and she's like, no. No. So Matt asks, well, what is a woman? 
And Dr. Morrissey says, well, it's a combination of your physical attributes, what you're showing to the world, and the gender clues that you give. And hopefully those match your gender identity. Some of it is based on biology, hormones, what you wear, how you present yourself. There's not one particular thing. Not a terrible answer. Yeah. And Matt says, well, the critics on the other side of this issue, and Dr. Marcy says, well, there aren't very many, but go ahead. Yeah. This is, when I said that it seemed like Dr. Marcy lived on a different planet, this is the type of stuff I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Because any dissenting opinions, she's like, what? Well, what kind of the dinosaurs dinos- of the world are out there. Yeah, she's like, I guess there's a couple bigoted dinosaurs left someplace, but like, yeah. I haven't heard of them. Yeah. So then they cut over to, let's see, I'm having to go back and forth in my notes here. Um, talks to Don Sucher. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his name. So Don owns a nerd shop in oh, Aberdeen, yeah. Washington. Dude, this is the type of place where Javier would just be like living his best life. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a Suture and Sun Star Wars shop. And I'm pretty sure it's also in San Francisco. No, it's Aberdeen, Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Don has a sign and it says, if you are born with a dick, you are not a chick. Well, hold on real quick. Don owns a shop and it's full of, like you said, nerd stuff, mainly mm-hmm. Star Wars nerd stuff. And it is mm-hmm. to the rafters with just shit everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. There's things hanging from the ceiling. There's So for you to find this one little sign, it's not like it's predominant, hung up, and it's huge, and there's spotlights on it. It is just one of, it's probably the size of a postcard. And it's amongst so much bullshit, mm-hmm. it's insane. So the mm-hmm. fact that you would even find this motherfucker is uh, amazing to me. But it, uh, amongst all of his bullshit, he's got one little tin sign that says, like, if what did it say? If you were born with a dick, you are not a chick. Yeah. Again, this is mixed in with so much bullshit. If I told you that that sign existed and you got to go in and find it, it would take you three hours. But someone did find it, and it was. Well, Don said, oh, I recognize you. You're our new city councilman. No, I am your new city council woman. So I guess the, the city council fella, or uh, born a fella, Individual. Okay, bi- biological fella, but has transitioned to a shella. What's a female fella? Uh, I have no idea. A shell. I just she... know this person is... Of very large stature for a woman. Now, like, not doing picture- as good of a job at presenting as a woman as, say, Dr. Marcy. More no. of like, you know. Maybe this person is new at it. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he I needs don't... some makeup tips. But they are offended as hell. And they're like, you fucking bigot, you guy, you got to take this sign out of this shop, you motherfucker. And he's like, hey, fella, get the fuck out of here. Get out of my shop. And yeah, they were very upset. Yes, and they basically proceeded to call each other full of bullshit. And uh, the city council person was standing outside. Trans women are women. Trans women are women. And he's just like, yo, you're a dude in a dress. Get the fuck off of my property. So Matt asked. Again, hold on. Not because they are transgender. He doesn't care what you are. He's like, I don't care. I've had all sorts of everybody from all walks of life come in here. I don't give a fuck. If you like Star Wars memorabilia, memorabilia, your mic is rubbing like crazy. If you like Star Wars memorabilia, come on down and hang out in my shop. Yep. Uh, but the reason that he wanted this person removed is because they were causing a ruckus. And again, Lisa, yep. your mic is rubbing like crazy. Okay, let me see what I can do here. Just, just hold it with one hand. 
I don't want to hold it with one hand. I'm going to use my clip. How's that? Better for now, but we'll see. Okay. We'll see if I move around anymore. No, it's still, yeah, it's rubbing like crazy. You're clipping it to your shirt? Well, I don't have anything else to clip it to. Well, right. So if you clip the microphone to your shirt, it will. Say it with well, me Well, the microphone rub. is actually up above the shirt. So I don't know what to do about that. I will Again, hold it, and I then do. I will forget just and hold drop it. it. And, <laughs> and I'll remind and you. It. And that's the way the podcast has gone for episode after episode with Kelsey and her fucking mic. Okay. God damn it! I need to get you people some professional equipment. Now, see, you know, the, what's up with this one is if you tap it, you hear that? Yeah, I that, do. That's what mine sounds like when it rubs. Okay. So Matt asks Don, how do you know this person's not a woman? Mm, common sense? And he was like, look at her. And Matt asks, well, doesn't the science say if someone identifies as a woman, then they are? I don't care if you think you're a sheepdog, but don't try to shove it down my throat. Oh, you said it sounded like you said science as if he had another sign. Oh, oh, no. Science. Yeah. Like, Matt's like the Fauci science. Right. The science. Hey the there, science. Mountain Fauci. Just wanted to let you know that I'm not too excited about November. Oh, there's going to be an election and I'm not exactly thrilled about it. Isn't he retired already? No, he's going to try to get out of there, I think, in December. Yeah, but well, if, the sooner if the better. If Republicans take control of like the House and the Senate, they could launch some investigations that would then allow like Ron Paul to instead of being limited to only being able to ask two minutes worth of questions, he could really get in there. But I whenever people get hauled in front of Congress, does anything fucking happen? No. 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 They ask a bunch of questions that nobody watches, and then everybody goes on their merry way. Well, each side pulls some sound clips that makes their side look rad and like they owned the other side. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, I because I remember it'd be like, oh, dude, Mark Zuckerberg's going to get hauled in front of Congress. Oh, good luck with this shit. And this is like, yep. And then nothing happened. Nothing happened, except nothing we got happens. pictures of him sitting on a booster seat. Yep. And drinking water like he, he was born on planet Zuberon. And he's Which I'm like, pretty sure he was. Have you mm, ever seen the water. video of him saying when I was a human? When I was, a, I think he's being funny when he said that. No, no, he, he like immediately stopped himself. Well, no, I mean, I am a human. I still am a human. Yeah, he's he's joking. I don't, I, I don't know. You're right, Lisa. He's not a human. He's clearly a cyborg. And he, he fucked up. His programming had an error. It did. Error. Or he was being funny because he has a sense of humor. Listen to I don't him. I think he does. He does. Listen to him on Joe Rogan. He cracked a few jokes. That's what I love about people. It's always like, oh, I hate Joe Rogan or, oh, I don't like this person. And it's like, oh, well, they sat down and they talked for three hours and you can get a really good idea of how, like, what type of person they are. They are. No, we'll not listen to them. <laughs> I'm fine with Joe Rogan. I'm just not a big fan of Zuckerberg, but. I'm not either, but listen to the dude talk. I'm not a fan of Aaron Rodgers, but he was a very, like, diversive person because my in-laws, like, in-laws definitely love the Packers, but in-laws also do not like that he, quote-unquote, lied about be being vaccinated or not. So I was like, I'll listen to this guy and hear his story. Oh, yeah, his story checks out. He's like, no, I never lied. I just said that I, whatever he said. We're getting way off topic. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just saying you can learn a lot about people when they sit around and they talk for a couple of hours. But I am always very surprised at the amount of people who do not want to hear it. It's like, dude, well, why? Three hours is a long time. So fucking listen to one hour. 
God damn. One hour is a long time. So, My name so is because, and I'm on a podcast that talks about documentaries for hours at a time, but I cannot be bothered to listen to your Do you know how long it took me to write? Oh, you got notes? loud. <laughs> a while. Dude, a I was in Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard. That was a great episode. Would recommend, unless you don't want to be nervous about Russia, then would not recommend. I'm already nervous about Russia. Nah. But anyway, Matt asks, is George R. Binks transgender? Bisa, ta, ta, bisa. You're like, well, why would I care? Well, I mean, if, if that's his truth, like, well, it ain't true. You're not a scientist. You're not a gender studies researcher. Or are you? No. Well, how do you know you're mad? Because I got a dick. Yeah, that was a quote that's from the, the store owner. He was, yeah. he was very cut and dry and old school about it, where he was like, I know I'm a dude because I got a tingle tangle, and I know that she's a she because she's got a wiggle waggle. So there you go. There you go. So we're going to talk to another doctor. This is uh, Michelle Forcier, MD. She's a pediatrician and a professor in Providence, Rhode Island. And uh, she has was blue hair. Okay, yeah. this was So she's got blue hair, and she's got like a necklace of a moon. Again, She's a pediatrician, and that is important when we learn about the type of things that this chick is doing to children. Mm-hmm. So Let's just get med- to it right now, because we get to it later on. Um, they He talks to her, and then we go to a couple other things, and then he gets onto the topic of hormone blockers. And that's probably the most important thing that comes out of this, is like hormone blockers, uh, puberty she, blockers. They yeah, started she, as a drug that was for something else. What was it? Um, for, um, chemically castrating pedophiles. Yeah. So the, that's the, in a higher dosage, that's the drug that courts would order pedophiles to take to chemically castrate them. But if you, I think it's like lower the doses down a little bit, then in her mind, the way she sees it is you can stop puberty in its tracks as if you were just mm-hmm. hitting pause on a CD. Mm-hmm. And then when and you're then ready, hit replay. Then, then you just hit play and puberty just starts going from where it left off. But what a lot of other people think is or say is that like, no, 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 no. That's not how that works at all. You are giving these children a drug. Osteoporosis. That's giving them osteoporosis. It's really fucking with their body because it's a chemical that was made for like something else completely. And it, it's no good. And like the person who had a transition and then deeply regrets it is saying, is like, if you're on any sort of hormone for 10 years, you're basically just giving yourself cancer. Mm-hmm. This might be and a good that- opportunity to mention that we don't know what we're talking about. We are not doctors. And we're just repeating to you what we heard on a documentary that we saw. There you go. <laughs> now, something that uh, they never touched on, but I have heard recently, if you start a boy on puberty blockers young enough like before they actually start puberty they are left with essentially a micro penis and that does not give them enough tissue in order to uh do a vaginoplasty Mm. and these people will never achieve sexual satisfaction satisfaction yeah so that sounds like a, a pretty sad life as an adult so, that doesn't sound fun. Um, no, not at all. So, so Matt asks Michelle, um, have you ever met a four-year-old who believes in Santa Claus? She says, mm, yeah. So if someone believes that a fat man is flying through the sky with a reindeer and comes down the chimney with a present, 
Would you say this is someone who has a tenuous grasp on reality? Because this person, the pediatrician was saying that what she likes to do is when she meets kids and the kids come to have her be their doctor, she's like, oh, so like, and what do you identify as? And so like, where are we going? And she'll refer to you as a puppy dog or a he or a she, or it doesn't matter. She's here to just like be with you on your journey for, for figuring out like, what is your gender and what is your orientation and what are you this, what are you that? She's here to be like, thumbs up, whatever you want to do. And that's what Matt's pointing out is like, do you think a four-year-old who believes in Santa Claus knows what the fuck they're talking about? Because that that's like the old school way, of, you know, old, hmm. the old school way of thinking is like, these are kids. We are here as adults to help guide them. And then yeah. this kind of newer, hippier school is like, these kids are on their own journey and we're just here to like walk with them and see where they go and pay the bills and pay the bills. And that's what this, this chick with the blue hair and the moon necklace, yeah. <laughs> that's where she's coming from. Yeah. So Dr. Michelle says, believing in Santa Claus is a very developmentally appropriate understanding for a four-year-old. And Matt says, so someone who believes in Santa Claus and wants a transition from being a boy to a girl. And this is someone who can't distinguish between fantasy and reality. So how can you take a statement as reality? Well, as a pediatrician and a parent, I would say how wonderful my four-year-old and their imagination is. Hey, well, okay. That's a very non-answer answer. Yeah. She was a space cadet. That's what I've been calling a lot of the people in this documentary. A lot of space cadets. Yeah. And, and they they seem like really nice space cadets at first. And oh, they seem nice. They, until they get a little bit angry. Oh, unless and, you question their beliefs then. Oh, yeah. boy. So then Matt decides, okay, I am going to go to a place that is known for searching for truth, the American University. And so he meets with Dr. Okay, I do not know how to pronounce his name. So I am going to say it and I'm probably going to butcher it. His name is Dr. Patrick Grzenka. Who cares? He looks it, like um, Jack from Will and Grace with a little bit blonder hair. And um, I was going to stylish... say he looks like Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Ewan McGregor, like real big fish uh -huh. era. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but very, very blonde. Very blonde and wearing some glasses. And he's got his legs crossed. Like, oh, yes. I know how to do it. I know how to do it. Leather pants. Speaking of leather pants, because we talked about that last episode, there's a, there's a way to get to get your garbage up so that you can cross your legs real up high, right? You got to breathe in deep, pull the boys up, and then cross the legs, and then it makes a nice little. Then everything's fine. Because a lot of times people will see a man with his legs crossed like that and be like, "Dude, your junk must be like aching." Mm, there is there is a method. Okay. I have never asked anybody about that particular method. Well, because when you cross your legs where you put like your shin on your other leg, mm -hmm. you know, like the, the more typical way a guy would like cross his legs, it starts to hurt your knee really bad. It could. I can see that. No, it does. Okay. Don't question my truth, goddammit. How dare you? I didn't question your truth. I agreed with your truth. You, you agreed with my truth with a tone that was mocking my truth. I was not mocking your truth, you dumbass. Oh, 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 so now you question the assery of my dummery? Okay, yes. guy. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so this this fellow was um 
He's a professor of women, gender, and sexuality studies at the University of Tennessee. And once he figured out where the interview was going, he got real skittish. Oh, yeah. So I have, like, the whole transcript here. And it is, oh, it's fabulous. Are you? I hear a buzzing. That is my dryer. And oh. it's going to go off again. <laughs> cool. Okay. So uh, he says, what we do in, in gender studies is not just reduce gender down to what psychologists may call individual differences, but to rather mm. think about gender as not just women and men, but gender as a social swarm. <sighs> and it's something that infuses itself into all aspects of social life. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you what, this is what <laughs> happens when societies have it too good. Yes. When you don't have any real problems, you get to focus on you will make up weird something. shit. I know. That's what I was saying. I was while we, I was watching this, it was like your brain likes to solve problems. And when you're mm-hmm. out of fucking problems, you just start focusing on weird shit like this. Like, what? Help, I'm oppressed. What? In in a society where you have it better than 99% of the world. Oh, and then you start hating the society that you come from that has, mm-hmm. has got you in a place where you have it better than out of the, the history of humanity. You've got it so fucking good. You don't even know. Do you think the good people of Ukraine are concerned about what's going on between your legs right now? Nope. Fuck no, they're not. They're concerned nope. about how many bullets they have, how much food and water they have. That's what they're concerned mm-hmm. about. Uh-huh. When you have it too yep. fucking good for too long and you can bitch about how much pumpkin spice is in your punk- pumpkin spice latte... Then you start worrying about like, you know what? I think that if you give a girl a toy truck, you're fucking with her. And that's wrong. What? I'll tell you this. Baby Yeti's got like little dolls that she loves. She's got trucks Uh that she loves. We were outside in the snow today and she brought a little dump truck with her and she was having a great time playing with it. And guess who doesn't care? Me. (laughs) Enjoy your truck. Enjoy your dolls. Enjoy playing dress up. Enjoy like helping mom cook dinner, helping dad cook dinner. Like, oh my God, stop worrying about the dumbest of shit anyway continue yeah so matt says so we have gender and sex and what's the difference between the two and patrick says i saw that in your questions and i thought my goodness this is what we spent an entire semester thinking through hold your fucking microphone i am well then what is rubbing i don't know Lisa, you're great. <laughs> you might hear my chair. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, it's a microphone is. rubbing. I know what it is. I'm holding it. It is not touching anything. You remember when Kelsey would record with her old setup and you would hear that like. And I guarantee you, Anchor is going to wipe this out and nobody's going to know what the heck you're talking about. I always forget about that, dear listener. Uh, Yeah, I'll hear little annoyances throughout the podcast and Anchor does a pretty good job at just being like, "Mm, take that out, take that out, take that out. So then it's just me being like, would you shut the fuck up? People are like, the listener's like, what is he even talking about, dude? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So in social sciences, according to Dr. Patrick, Sex refers to a set of biological characteristics, and gender is a social construct. And then they have edited this to show him rambling on and on and on and not actually answering the question. Yeah. Matt says, so are gender and sex two different things? Well, I think they are and they aren't. 
I'm not comfortable with saying that they're two different constructs, but they're deeply intertwined with each other. That's the other thing that's kind of interesting. People are so afraid to even talk about this topic. It's fucking peculiar. Isn't it yeah. odd? Why are we yes. not allowed to talk about it? They get into that later. Yeah, yeah. that's true. They do. Now, Matt says, so if a trans woman has all the characteristics of a male, wouldn't that be a male? Patrick, why are you asking the question? I want to understand why that's so important. That That is the big comeback that a lot of them have is like, why do you even care? And then he addresses it on the Dr. Phil show. And I think that he hit the nail on the head when he did. Yeah. So that says, I just want to understand reality. Dr. Patrick says, well, I think when someone tells you who they are, you should believe them. I'm not so sure what social interactions have to do with maleness or femaleness. Yeah. He literally said that <laughs> during the ramble. Yeah. That, that he studies how gender affects all of our social interactions. Yeah. Um, dear listener, I guess if you want to see people like this, because this is another space cadet who's all his whole career is based in just fucking bullshit because he's a professor of what was it again? Uh, gender, women, gender and sexuality studies. What the fuck is even that? He keeps saying, I am a social scientist. No, you're not. You're a fucking shyster. You're a grifter. And if kids stop taking your class, you'll go away. And they should stop taking your class because you're not teaching anybody anything of value. No, you're he a could not answer the question of what it is that we are studying. Even if he did have more of an answer of just like, oh, we just study like, you know, sex is male, female, and then gender is kind of like more of a spectrum. And we study like what people, where people fall on that. But if he had like a more actual answer, it's still a kind of a bullshit science that you're studying. Even if, Especially to the degree where he took it. he He's living so far. He's uh-huh. such a space cadet. It's like, what are you even yeah. talking about anymore, bro? Yeah. So so he's asked, well, like, why are you even asking about this? Why do you even and care? Says, Who cares? I'm not even talking about the social context. I'm just trying to get to the truth. I'm yeah. really uncomfortable with that language. Yeah. Why? It sounds deeply transphobic to me. And if you keep probing, I'm going to stop this interview. Yeah. But if I probe about what the truth is, yeah. You keep invoking the word truth, which is condescending and rude. This is what I mean about Space Cadet, because like we have to live in reality where it is like you were born a boy and now you want to transition into being a girl. But you can say you were born a boy. And like that pixie haired cut lady from earlier, she's like, Well, you were just assigned that by some doctor. What does that even mean? It's like Okay, you were getting further and further away from reality, and I don't feel like that's good for society to live in la la land. Yeah. So Matt asks, how is the word truth condescending and rude? Why don't you tell me what your truth is? And you're walking on about 30 seconds of thin ice before I get up. Yeah. Like what my truth is? I don't think I really have a truth. I think there's just the truth, like reality. So we should begin by trying to figure out what reality is. Uh huh. And why are you concerned with when someone else tells you that they're a man? Why are you concerned with not believing them? Like you keep bringing up, how do you respond in a social situation? That's what I do. I'm a social scientist, right? We're at a university. This is a place of understanding truth, right? Absolutely, we are. We pursue the truth. And I'm a social scientist. That's what I do. Well, you just said the truth is transphobic. 
that you would say that that you're if you're saying the truth is that I get to say that you are not a man, show me your genitalia. That's transphobic. No, no, I don't want to see anybody's genitalia. I mean, like someone can make a statement about themselves that could be untrue. Like, for example, I could say that I'm a black man. And there's a clip of Patrick just staring at him like he's an idiot. Would you accept that or would you be skeptical? Well, are you black? Are you African-American? Are you biracial? And Matt looks at his pasty white arms. And I don't think so. It's like, you don't look like that. It doesn't sound like that's a genuine statement of who you are. And so they stare at each other and they blink. Okay, so that's my point. I can make a statement about who I am that's incorrect. Well, of course, I think it's well established that human beings can lie, yes. Or, like, not even lie. I mean, you could just be mistaken. Like, yeah. So this all comes down to one question, especially with women and gender and sexuality studies. What is a woman? Why do you ask that question? I'd just really like to know. What do you think the answer to that question is? I'm asking. That's why I came to a college professor. This is what you do. What other kinds of answers have you gotten? Like a lot of this where you're not answering. I've gotten a lot of that. I think it's interesting that you say some of the people that you've interviewed have been reluctant to answer it. And I think a lot of this has to do with the questions that preceded it and the way that you've conducted yourself in the interview. How have I conducted myself? How do you think you've conducted yourself? And this is where I lost it because yeah. he's, he's just so angry. Yeah. And Matt's like, you just really don't want to answer the questions, do you? I came today very willing and enthusiastic about answering questions about women's studies. You wanted to answer questions about women's studies. So shouldn't the first answer you should be able to provide is what is a woman? For me, it's a really simple answer. And here's me. If it was so simple, why didn't you just answer in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a person who identifies as a woman. But what are they identifying as? As a woman. So what is that? As a woman. Do you know what a circular definition is? I do. He blinks. It's sort of like what you're doing right now, where a woman is a woman. Because you're seeking what we would call in my field of work, an essentialist definition of gender. I think it sounds like you want me to give you a list of a set of biological or cultural characteristics that are associated with one gender or the other. I'm not seeking any type of definition. I'm just seeking a definition. Yeah, and I gave you one. Can you define the word woman without using the word woman? Hmm. Well, it's a curious question. It stares off in space. Hmm. And that's Dr. Patrick. Wow. Yeah. You wrote that all down, huh? <laughs> I did. It took forever. I had to slow the thing down so I could type the oh, oh that well that done. But yeah, that's yeah. that's basically exactly how that went. And mm -hmm. I would say to both of you, even you, Matt Walsh, you both need to go chop wood. You both have too much time to fuck around. Go chop wood. Especially the professor, but also Matt, you gotta go chop some wood too. Come on. Yep. All right. So now we're gonna go see another doctor. Which one's this?
and Lisa has gone silent. I will guess that her phone screen has gone black. She will realize her phone screen has gone black, and she'll be back in a moment. I got to tell you, that was a good rendition of that conversation that she just did. That was a lot of penmanship. Because she, like, I think she writes down all her notes on paper. Well, guaranteed she does, because we can always hear it, like, flipping and flapping. And also, dear listener, I don't know how many more times I can yell at her for her mic rubbing. It's driving me insane. I don't know if it's driving you insane. Or maybe it's driving you more insane that I keep bringing it up. <laughs> also, also fair. Lisa, come back. You can blame it all on your phone. Um, so she said that we're going to talk to a doctor next. Let's think about which one it could be. I know at a certain point we go to Africa. That's, that's going to be my favorite part. I did that. Why did you leave? My screen went black. But why did you leave? I didn't leave. My screen went black. But why did you leave? Because the phone made me do it. So when you re-turned your phone back on, why'd you leave? Because it said this recording has already ended. Oh, that sucks. So I bet you it took me a while to notice and then you had disconnected. Or no, something. I didn't disconnect no? shit. I just sat here and waited for you to figure out that your shit was fucked up and waiting for you to come back. Um, yeah, we got to get we got to quit that phone from turning black. How can we do that? Uh, I don't know. I will have to mess with me. some settings it later. It fucks on me real bad. Uh, wait, where are we? Okay. Um, I don't know. I just have to remember to go tap my phone every Could you do that so it doesn't fuck on me so bad? Well, I normally do. Okay, and keep your microphone from rubbing. Yeah, I only have two hands. We're professionals around here, goddammit. No, we're not. No, for real. Go to your settings <laughs> and just make it so that your phone doesn't go too black. Yeah, I'll have to do that later. Yeah, you'll have I guarantee to do that. you if I do that now, I will lose you again. So now we'll just wait to, for your phone to go black and you to lose me later instead. Yes. Awesome. All right. Which doctor did we go see? Okay, we went to go see Dr. Miriam Grossman, MD. She is an adolescent and adult psychiatrist. Mm, I don't remember. Oh, this is the lady who's like, this shit's bananas. <laughs> we need to get back on. Yes. Time. Okay. Yes. <laughs> cool. Your microphone's rubbing like crazy. It must stop. It's not touching anything. All right. Then explain to me what this static noise is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How many times will we have this conversation? Until it stops. Until it gets better. That's well, the answer. Well, now you're just slapping something. Are you whacking off? That's a Kelsey no, move. No, I was snapping my fingers in your general direction. Ooh. Sassy. Uh, All right, what does so, this lady have to say? Matt asks, what's the best way to speak about transgenderism from a psychiatric standpoint? And she says, you have to talk about it as gender dysphoria, which is an intense loathing and discomfort about one's biological sex. And this exists in our population between one in 30,000 and one in 110,000. Now, to me, that seems like that's a really wide num set of numbers there. But yeah, yeah it, I guess that's kind of a hard thing to nail down because not all of them are going to go see a psychiatrist. Yep. So she says it's important to distinguish actual transgenderism from what is going on today, which is a bunch of teenagers who have never expressed any discomfort or problem with their sex and yeah. then all of a sudden as a teen or an adolescent 
they just decide I'm gender fluid. Abigail Schreier talks a lot about this and she's been on Joe Rogan quite a few times and has explained her findings. And it's basically there's a lot of like groups of girls that she's come Mm -hmm. across that it becomes popular for like one of them decides like, you know what, maybe I'm trans. And then like one by one, the friend group all decides that they might be trans or they might be bi or they might be this or that or whatever. And it's because our culture lately has been very like, oh, wow, if you come out as gay or if you come out as trans, you are instantly hailed as just like, wow, look stunning at you. And brave. So stunning and brave. And so that propels somebody who, you know, you know how kids when they're growing up in their middle school, high school age, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They feel kind of lonely. They feel mm-hmm. a little depressed. They feel mm-hmm. a little scared. They don't know what to do. And if somebody was like, hey, if you just, you know, if you, you maybe you're trans or whatever. And then they're like, hey, maybe I am. And they're like, you go, you go. Yep. And they're like, I like attention. Attention is nice. You know, how- <laughs> I'm getting approval. I like this. Yeah, let's do some more of this. It seems as though if that's the type of, culture you've cultivated that maybe the instances of trans children or people might increase now other people might argue that well because we have a more accepting society it's more common because like now that people feel safe to come out of course they're coming out they couldn't come out back in the day when they would get beat to death or given a swirly Uh, they would stay in that closet they would stay hidden so of course that's why more are coming out anyway continue could be a little from column a a little from column a little column a a little column b man not everything had two things can be true at once yes they can yeah so dr miriam says so let's define the terms of sex and gender and that says yes please because he's so polite so dr miriam says sex is biology sex is unchanging it's based on your chromosomes 99 percent of the cells in your body are marked either male or female yeah gender is the perception of sex. It yeah. is a feeling. It's a way of identifying. It's an experience. And that I like is, her answer the best. Yes, that is subjective. And that yeah. says, so it sounds like you're saying that if a man is male, but he thinks of himself as a woman, he's not actually a woman. And Dr. Miriam says, that's correct. Yeah. So at this point, he switches back over to Dr. Michelle with the blue hair. Right, 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 right. We have to identify things like people because fuck their names, dude. I watched this documentary. Fuck their names. They're all just going to be how I describe them. There's pixie cut, there's blue hair and moon necklace. So we're back to blue hair and moon necklace. Um, The lady we were just talking to, who did she look like? She looked like, who was that lady that was like a tea party lady? And like when Trump got elected, she was all excited and dressed up as a patriot for the inauguration. What was her name? Uh, I have no idea. Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter. Uh, maybe with short hair. Yeah. No, she. I mean, this lady is significantly older than Ann Coulter. Uh, right. But like we said, Ewan McGregor is significantly older than the professor, but we de-aged him in our mind and then it <laughs> linked up. Right. So don't fucking shit on me. No, because my picture of Ewan McGregor is from Star Wars, and that was like 15 years ago. That's right. When he was a young Obi-Wan. That is exactly what he looked like. You nailed it. Now, I wish that you'd give me that courtesy and be like, yeah, that is kind of what you looked like. But all right. No. (laughs) And guess what else? Horror or Amarada sounds exactly like Ellen DeGeneres. I don't care what any of you say. She does. You're all wrong. Maybe if you have autism, that could be your truth. 
Oh, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Continue. You just don't know how to argue with that. Oh, uh, no, I do know how to argue with that, but it ends with hurt feelings. <laughs> All right. So interviewing Dr. Miriam with the blue hair. So Matt says, male gametes. That's what makes me male? No, your sperm don't make you male. Well, I mean, I don't. Okay, so then what does? It's a constellation. So like in reality, in truth, what makes me male? Whose truth are we talking about? Well, the same truth that says we're sitting here in this room. Like, no, you're not listening. Space cadet, so dude. I, yeah. Space cadets. It drives me insane. It's like, why is it so applauded to be like, oh, you can just live in outer space and it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to, you, you don't have to have your feet on the ground whatsoever. Just keep your head in the clouds. It's great. So if I see a chicken laying eggs and I say that it's a female, did I assign its gender or did I just observe a reality that's happening in the world? Does a chicken have a gender identity? Uh, Does a chicken cry? Uh, Does a chicken commit suicide? Well, a chicken uh, has sex like any other biological organism. A chicken has assigned gender, but it doesn't have a gender identity. What are we doing here? So we assign female to chickens when they lay eggs? Well, both we of assume you, they're female if both they lay of you are eggs. Chopping wood. Both of you are both of you gotta go chop wood. This is enough. I had to turn off the vacuum before it makes its way over here. And have you tapped your phone lately? I did. Perfect. I, and I had to take the phone with me in order to do that. <laughs> so, okay. So then we go back to Miriam. And okay. So Matt says. I was told that everyone agrees with the current approach to gender and transitioning kids. And if you don't agree, then you're a dinosaur and a bigot. So are you a bigoted dinosaur? He's back with Ann Coulter, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And she says, I'm not bigoted and I'm not a dinosaur. I am rooted in reality and science. Who's reality? There's only one reality. So then they go to some other interviews. So we're going to see, where did we go? Dude, she looks a ton like older Ann Coulter. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, I her... haven't seen Ann Coulter lately. Well, I just Googled it. What's 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 this chick's name? Uh, Miriam Grossman. How the fuck do you spell that? M-I-R-R. M-I-R-I-A-M. I-A-M. And then Grossman. I can give that one. Mm-hmm. I had to go put their pictures in my notes so I could not have uh, to sit there and Google them. When I typed in Marion Grossman, I got some completely other person. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, that's I'll send her. you her picture later. Bitching. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get all it right. framed. Anyway, so, out of all the people he talked to, like she is, I thought she was one of the raddest because it was just like, yeah, there are, there, there is reality. Reality is a real thing. If you want to play make-believe, that's fine. Play make-believe. But like, yeah. you know, there is also reality. And then you're just playing make-believe. There you go. We can't just be like, no, 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 no. It's all make-believe. No. All right. So I'm trying to figure out in my notes, because it says other interviews, but I didn't write down which interviews they switched over to. But I know At some point we go to Africa, to... and I want to get to that part. Okay. Well, we're, I don't think we're quite to Africa yet. We are talking to female athletes who have oh, been edged out by transgender athletes. This is important. 
Because like yeah. I said earlier, um, he is on Dr. Phil. And once again, somebody's like, I don't even understand why this matters to you. Like, why is it? That seems to be their big, like, you fucking idiot. They talk to Matt Walsh and they're like, why do you even care? He's like, here's why I care. Uh, a bunch of female athletes are just getting destroyed up and down the playing field when it comes to trans, like, you know, boys transitioning to female. And then they enter women's sports and they just fucking crush everybody. So and he had a couple reasons why he cared, but that that's a real good reason to care because, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's important. Yeah. So they talked to uh, Selena. Who cares? Some chick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she was a high school track and field athlete. And her event was a race. Now, she did also long jump and blah, blah, blah. But in her event, there were two transgendered students who they beat her bad. And yeah. the, she raced against them a dozen times. Those two, between the two of them, won every single event that they competed in. Right. And so she's doing all this training for an event that she can never, ever, ever win. It was a real she, Talladega night situation because it was just yeah. shake and bake between those two fellas. They just mm -hmm. gold and silver, silver and gold every single time. The only question was who's going to come in third. And that is yeah. wrong. Yeah. So then they interview Rodrigo Hank Lettinen. And he is the executive director for the National Center of Transgender Equality. Yeah. And Matt says, so in Connecticut, there were two boys racing against girls. Two trans girls, yeah. And so those individuals' times when they were racing, what when they were racing against males was middle of the pack. And then they switch over to racing against girls and they win first and second place. Asked, is this indicative of an unfair advantage? Nah. No, nah. it's not indicative of an unfair advantage. That was just an outlier. Dude, trans yeah. trans women get they get they don't even win all the time. And then he he brings up the real outliers of like a couple of instances where girls actually beat the trans students or whatever. <laughs> that is that's the real exception. Because yeah, yeah, in the background they're just showing like Leah Thomas. What is that? Mm -hmm. yes, being that's like a swimmer. Yeah. So it shows like a still shot of all the girls swimming and it's like all of them are easily half a pool behind, behind Leah Thomas. Mm -hmm. And and this guy says, well, I mean, that case got a lot of attention because these two trans girls performed really well. But there are many, many more trans girls who are competing and they don't excel. At mm. the end of the day, whether or not you win a game is about how hard you work in your practice. Mm. And most of us aren't going to win. And that goes for transgender athletes uh, as well. I don't know about that. Yeah. And the trend is that trans youth don't win that much at sports games. It's very much the exception when a transgender person does win. And it's because there's not really an advantage to being trans. Only a few people are going to lead the pack. And if there was an advantage, we would see the trans women really leading the pack. I don't know about that. Yeah. Kids are coming at it younger and younger ages. It's exciting. And, uh, yeah, uh, female sports is definitely one of the reasons why we should care, like who is a boy and who is a girl, because when they compete against each other in athletics, boys have a very big advantage biologically to women. And yeah, in yeah. the background, they're showing, like I said, Leah Thomas swimming. They're showing a bunch of different MMA competitions where it's just a, a trans lady just walloping some girl, just beating the shit out of them. And it's like, yikes, bro. That they good. show they show swimming, volleyball, rugby, track and field, MMA, weightlifting, basketball, kickboxing, cycling. 
So just about any sport you can imagine. Yep. Now, and I have I, to point out South Park said this was coming. They said it about five years ago. They had uh, Randy Savage basically was like, I'm now a female and I'm here to kick some ass. Oh, so I go to kick ass class a couple of times a week and it's males and females. Now, right. we're all adults. So and I'm sure that who is the best is based off of who tries the hardest, right? Mm, well, who is the best depends on who's been there doing this the longest. But as far as like kicking over bags, I guarantee you those men have a better chance of knocking that bag over than I do. Yep. Because you don't so, try hard enough. That's clearly it. And it could be that, you know, I just don't have enough mass combined with speed. And you so, don't you don't practice as much as you should. Yeah, that's clearly it. And all I'm those there fellas, like three times a week. Yep, those fellas are they there must be four there four times, times a week. Yep, there you go. You got it. That's yeah. the only yeah. difference is how hard you try. Yeah, that's it. And I will tell you right now, I hit the guys harder than I hit the girls. They hit me not as hard as they hit the other guys. Okay, I'm fine with that because my bone density is not like a guy's. Snap yeah. you like a twig. They could. Break you off like a cake cat. They had us doing hip tosses one day, and I looked at the guy I was partnered with, and he's like 300 pounds, and I'm like, I am not going to hip toss you. That's just not going to happen. So I had to switch. But anyway. That's a huge bitch. He's a very nice guy. Okay. So then. That's they, a huge bitch. Then they talk about men using female facilities. I don't know if you remember the Korean spa incident. Oh, yeah. The way, way, way spa? Uh, we spa. We spa. Yep. Yeah. So this woman goes up to the front desk and she's like, I just want to clarify because there is a dude in there showing his dick to young girls. Is that how she sounded? Or she's like, oh, hell no. There's some fella in the ladies' locker room just walking around with his dick out. You going to do something about this? I saw a dick. I saw a penis. My my girl saw a penis. You gotta get this penis out of this fucking female locker room, okay? Well, and the people there were like, "Oh god, the individual we're in identifies as a woman. Their sexual orientation." That's a shitty day at work. We've all had shitty days mm -hmm. at work. We've not had a shitty day like this, where there mm -hmm. is because I've seen the a picture of the fella who got because the guy who got arrested at We Spa was a convicted sex offender. Uh, mm -hmm. fucking beard, beard, big hair. This is not like Blair White. Google Blair mm -hmm. White. Blair White is a dude who transitioned into a girl, and he's like also like, yeah, I'm like I've transitioned. I I recognize that I have like male DNA. I'm not. This is a person. Blair White's a great example of somebody who transitioned and identifies as a woman. Blah blah blah. That's great. But they also live in reality, and they're like, yeah, I was born a boy. And then I transitioned over to a girl. This is biology. Like, okay. Anyway, what do you mean? Okay. You can you not... look like whatever you want. Yeah, I don't give a shit. But like, you know how a lot of people who transition are like, oh my God, no, I've always been this way. And they they go further and further away from reality. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Blair White is? I am looking at the Wikipedia page right now. She's been on Tim so. Pool and shit. I, I could have sworn that you'd probably have heard of her. I have not. There's a lot been on Joe Rogan, too. Oh, another one on Rogan. Okay. And nobody okay. listening to Joe. I have okay. no problem with Joe Rogan. Yeah. I, I don't even get I don't get why you hate yeah. him so much. Is it because he took that horse paste once? Yes, that's totally it. I totally don't have a package of it over in my pantry. Do you really? 
Yes. Of if somebody dropped it off while we were sick. Huh. Yeah. I don't know what the lifetime or what the shelf life on that stuff is, though. Interesting. I should probably look that up. What was I saying? Um, so we're talking about the Korean spa guy. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is not a Blair White who got arrested. Or not, I don't no. even know if they did get arrested. But either way, the person that was there was just like a, a home, like a, just a dude who was like, yeah, I'm a yes. chick. And then he just, now faces five felony counts of indecent exposure. Oh, yeah, because he was whacking off in the hot tub, too. I don't remember that part, but that would be grounds for throwing them out. And maybe I am so, misremembering. That could be possible. I'm pretty sure that there was a little bit of touchy touching going on. And uh, yeah, dude was being a dick. Uh, yeah, in, in every possible sense. So Matt goes to interview Mark Takano, who is a congressman. He is a Democrat representing California. And he is the first member of Congress who is both in the LGBTQ community. I got it right. And of Asian descent. So basically, he is the George Takai of Congress. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he wants to add gender identity to the Civil Rights Act as something that cannot be discriminated against. And so public accommodations could not be discriminated against. And so Matt asked him, so what are the ways that currently a transgender person could be discriminated against in public accommodations? Well, I mean, it's like hotels and motels are public accommodations. Okay, so have you heard of anybody being refused a hotel room because they're transgender? No, never. No, I, I have not either. Um, as long as you, as long as your credit card goes through, they're going to give you a room. Yeah. They don't want to deal with the hassle. And now if you trash the place, they're going to charge that card. But that has nothing to do with whether you're transgender or not. So he's using an example of something that never happens to get away with doing something that does happen, which is like dudes going into women's locker rooms, like at the Wii Spa. Yeah, and he's yep. trying to make it so that you, if you show up with your beard and your penis and you're like, I'm a chick, let me into the ladies' locker room, they legally have to be like, okay. Yeah. So Matt says, there are some women who say, you know, I'd like some privacy in the bathroom. I'd prefer not to encounter naked penises. And they say that, you know, a penis is a telltale sign that someone's a male. There's some people that really bought into this rumor. So how do we account for that? And Mr. Ducano said, well, what I would say is most transgender people that I know, and, and that's a very distinct minority of people. Speed I it up. I'm bored. Talking about, I'm I think so we're bored. talking about not a lot of people. And I think a person who wants to use the women's bathroom who identifies as transgender really does think of themselves as female. So how about we go about trying to respect their basic right to live? And I this think guy's a space cadet, and he's basically trying to make it illegal mm -hmm. to discriminate against a bearded fellow going mm -hmm. into Wii Spa. And then he realizes that he's been caught. Or he's, he's, he's in a bit. Of, you can tell. He stops looking yeah. at Matt, and he's looking at, like, his handlers, being like, yeah, uh -huh. we're done. And then he it's takes like, off his mic, yeah, and he's like, I'm out of here. As Matt Walsh is being like, but I just so want what to is know a woman? What's a woman? What is a woman? And like the uh, the handler's like, well, you're not gonna find out here. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. So yeah, basically, yeah. this guy's another shyster who's just trying to. He got himself in the politics based off of like a bunch of bullshit. He seems like he's mm -hmm. just playing his like. I don't like it when people are like, I'm all about being like where I'm from or my this or my that. Like, I like the Martin Luther King style of judge people uh, based off of the content of their character and not mm -hmm. like what they look like. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, let's do that. 
And this guy seems like he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I want to be judged all about like my orientation and my way where I came from and blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's just a shyster who's trying to make it so that you can legally not kick out the bearded person when he's touching himself in the hot tub around your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Neat. And so while Matt is in San Francisco, he interviews some random people on the street, including a dude who's completely naked. He's got like a little pouch to cover yeah. his junk. Yeah. But this dude's that, that's it. There's a couple of them. They're older fellas. Their bodies are gross. And he's just got a little sock over his will. He's got a the 8750 Woody hoodie that I tried to get off the ground back in like episode 20. I was like, oh man, we got to get the 8750 Woody hoodie out there. I was read Reed's idea. And uh, we're I can knit on you that. one, but uh, I don't want it back. I'll send you my dimensions. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, yeah. no. I oh, will yeah. estimate. Oh no, 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 no! no. no don't <laughs> send make me sure that. This Woody hoodie fits snug. I, I do not consent. If a strong breeze kicks up and I lose my Woody hoodie, and then I'm a sex offender, that ain't gonna happen. You gotta get this thing right. You I gotta will get make it, right it the ribbed so it's stretchy. It will be one size fits all. No, I can't trust it. I cannot that, trust no, it. Do no, not send I want, me your dimensions. I'm sending you all the dimensions. Do not send me your dimensions. I'm sending all the dimensions. No. And you're going to, no. yep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Dear audience, you've heard it. I do not consent to receiving his dimensions. But I do consent to you making me a perfect Woody hoodie. So that takes precedent. No. This is podcast law, bitch. Podcast I will law. not make a Woody hoodie if you send me dimensions. You already signed you off just, on this? Nope. nope. You already said nope. that you would, and nope. I trust nobody with my Woody hoodie. No like Woody you, hoodie Lisa. for you. Lisa? No Woody hoodie. I trust nobody with my Woody hoodie like I trust you. This will no be done. No Woody hoodie. I may, I, Get your wife to learn how to knit while she's on maternity leave. I'm sorry, but she you can knit you a Woody hoodie. You could try I it am... on. All right. This is... Okay. Where was I? Oh, this guy's just um, standing outside with a basically a sock over yeah. his dick being like, I don't even understand, like, who cares? And I'm naked around my kids all the time. And being naked yeah. around kids in a non-sexual way is totally the tops. It's great. Good times. Yeah. All yeah, of his so kids, Matt, I'm sure, are well-adjusted. Matt asks, can anyone be any gender they want to be? People can choose what they want to do. And he's like, who gives and a so shit? And so then there then, is this angry transgender person in a purple hat and originally i thought no, it was but they lesbian. weren't transgendered though they were just he's like i'm a gay fella and i, I don't could, know why you would trust i don't know what this person was it was something i don't know this is, i have so, no idea why are you asking a gay man what it means to be a woman you should be asking women what it means to be women especially trans women it's like sure. can anyone have an opinion about it only if you're a woman yeah. So have and you then told they... gay men in San Francisco they're not allowed to have an opinion about this? No, but it's not like I come around and say what a gay man is allowed to be. Where does a guy get a right to say what a woman is? Only women know what women are. Yeah, so they then regret being a part of the interview and then walk off. Yeah. Well, because Matt asks, are you a cat? No. Can you tell me what a cat is? This is actually a genuine mistake. I'm sorry I even came up here. Yeah. You want to tell us what a woman is? No. The transcripts that you're reading are very fun, but very boring. <laughs> like we well, we're here to give you the gist. And okay. I did like it when it was the felt the professor. That was mm -hmm. fun because he was such a, a fucking wild card. But for everybody in the interview, no. We're not reading a transcript of the entire documentary. We want the gist. <laughs> okay. This is getting out of hand. So so Matt goes to where the women are. So he goes to the Women's March in Washington, DC. And it's basically a whole lot of video of him asking people, can you tell me what a woman is? Because we're here at the Women's March. And people are like, no. 
Like, like if he asks them directly, they'll like look around at each other. Nobody's going to tell them. And then they're like, put on a mask. Well, I will if you tell me what a woman is. Yeah, it didn't go great. Everybody no. was pretty pissed off at um, old Matt Walsh at the Women's yeah. March, even though you yeah. think those the Women's March would maybe know what a woman is, but they will not touch that topic with a 10-foot pole. And no. again, that's my main... The main thing that I would like brought up is like, why are we not allowed to even talk about it? It's so weird. Even just doing this podcast about this documentary, it's like, oh boy, I'm sure when this one hits good pods, remember when I called She-Hulk the Jolly Green Bitch and we got mm-hmm. some review bombs? Like, how do you think this one's going to do? I don't know. Hey, anybody out there on Good Pods who is giving us a one-star review, I'm right now, I want to know if you actually have heard the podcast that you're about to give a one-star review. So I'm giving you an opportunity. Here's your code word, Mr. or Mrs. or whatever. One-star reviewer, studded belt. So when you give me that one-star review, we're all going to pile in there and be like, what's the code word? And you need to answer studded belt. Otherwise, I know you didn't listen to this. You're just being a hater. Is that because you're wearing a studded belt right now or are you looking at one in the closet? I'm looking at a studded belt in the closet, yeah. <laughs> if you look at my uh, the video I made where I'm wearing my leather jacket, I also put on my cool-ass studded belt with like an iron cross with a skull in it belt buckle. It's fucking dope. Anyway, there it is. You heard it. All right, so this is where you're going to have fun. Matt can't find an answer in America, so he jets off to Africa and he yes. interviews members of the Maasai tribe. Yes, and part of the all you got to do is be this, Matt Walsh, and I'll I'll be, I'll be the tribes and members. All right. Well, let me get back down to it because this is kind of all over the place. Mess. There we go. All right. So, what does a man do? What are his roles within the tribe? They protect the women and feed their family. Mm-hmm. And what if a man decides he wants to do the roles of a woman? That is silly. We would beat him. And what if a man decides his gender identity is a woman? That has never happened before. Where are you from? Can a uh, you broke up. Can a man become a woman? Absolutely not. What is a transgender? Or what is about transgender? You made up those words just now. <laughs> but what if someone is non-binary? Again, what are you talking about? Well, what if there's a woman with a penis? I'm about to hit you. Okay, people are laughing. Is this a dumb question? Absolutely. It is like you're from outer space. Well, like in my country, we hear this every day. I hope to never go where you come from. So. You broke up again. Okay. Okay, so like what's the difference between a man and a woman? A man has a penis and a woman a vagina and she can have the babies. Oh, 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 okay, so what is a woman if you had to give a definition? A person who has the babies. So it sounds like you guys don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about gender. You just live your lives? Yes, we are trying to stay alive and make it past the age of 40. Uh, okay. <laughs> so that, that's the end of it. The, the Maasai tribe does not really give a flip about gender identity. No, we don't fuck around with this. We are too busy hunting and trying to survive. Yes, gotta avoid those lions because they sleep at night. Lions are a real motherfucker. They will eat your babies. <laughs> so we go back to Dr. Grossman and we're asking... Uh, Ann okay. Coulter? Yes, that one. All right, older Ann so, Coulter. So they're asking, 
how did this all start? And uh, she shows Matt a book called It's Perfectly Normal, and it's for ages 10 and up. It's got like cartoons of people having sex because, you know, you, you have to have pictures for children. They can't just, you know, read the words. Yeah, it's peculiar. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, how did this all start? And she says Alfred Kinsey. So he was a social reformer. He wanted you tell to... the listener about how all this got started. I will be back in two seconds. All right. So Alfred Kinsey uh, wanted to rid society of Judeo-Christian values in regards to sexuality. And Dr. Grossman says, mm, succeeded. And Matt says, so it sounds like Kinsey would be really happy with our culture today. Yeah. Um, so away from the interview, they start, he has his uh, narration. So Kinsey's idea was that children are sexual from birth and that we're all inherently sexual creatures for our entire lives. And that true happiness is found in a life of sexual experimentation. But Dr. Grossman says his research was fraudulent. Kinsey's research was based on data that he collected from convicted sex offenders and child molesters. So if you're looking for the actual opinions and thoughts of the average person, this is probably not who you wanted to go ask questions of. And Kinsey also performed sexual experiments on children, some of them under the age of one. Under the age of one? Yes. So in his book, Sexual Behaviors in the Human Male, there's a chart called Table 34, and it documents orgasms of very young kids, including babies as young as five months old. Oh, yeah. So I don't really know how you know that a baby is having an orgasm when they can't talk or anything. But only logical explanation is there was some molestation involved. That would be my guess as well. Yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah. So his ideas formed the foundation for sexual education in public schools today. Now, I've got a kid in public school. I don't know that they have actually taught anything about sex ed yet. You better keep an eye on that because this guy sounds ridiculous. And this is the dude we're taking cues from? Really? Yeah, I will find out. I will report back if I hear anything. Yeah. So, you know, um, I told you in the Discord that I have a friend who's, uh, she moved her daughter from one school to another to escape bullying. Very first day in the new school, she gets asked gender pronouns. And this was like on an official survey. Ugh. And I've told other people about this. And they're like, in this town? Yep. Yeah, dude, it's coming. Yeah. That's like yeah. when uh, on the regular show, when I'm talking to Kayla about all the weird shenanigans that go on out here in Colorado, she's like, what? And it's like, oh, Kayla, they're coming for you faster than yeah. you think. Yeah. All right. So the other psychologist was Dr. John Money. Always follow the money. Uh, he was a professor at Johns Hopkins and gender ideology was his baby. So he came up with the whole idea of it. And he said that babies are gender neutral at birth. And that your environment determines whether you become a boy or a girl. This kind of has shades of the three identical strangers to it. Yeah. So he tests out his theory on the Rhymer twins. One of them got very drastically injured during a circumcision and it destroyed his penis. They were using like a laser to circumcise this boy and it burnt his dinger up. I learned about this in college, actually. Mm -hmm. So he convinces the parents to transition little Bruce into a girl. And then conducted sexually abusive experiments on the twins, including forcing them to simulate sex acts on each other. That's not going to mess anybody up at all. Nah, it's fine. 
And he says that up until the age of 10, the experiment was a complete success. Oh, yeah. It was not. It was going great. No. So Bruce did not identify as a girl. No. Um, he, he went on Oprah and he told her that, you know, the stuff that I wanted to do, like climbing trees and shooting guns, that was not acceptable for a girl. So they tried very hard to force this kid into yes. being like female stereotypical play and all that yes. kind of stuff. Wasn't and interested. The boy in it. inside of him was like, I don't like this. Yeah. And his parents told him the truth finally, and he transitioned back into male. Yeah. Um, his brother ended up dying of an overdose at 38. And Bruce, who then went by David, committed suicide. There was never any retraction or apology from John Money. Yeah. And so Matt asks her, why don't more people know about John Money and Alfred Kinsey? And this is where she goes very, she says, evidently, there are forces that don't want this information out there. She does not name any names. She does not say who's behind it. But she says that a young person's self-perception changes day to day. And you're affirming it with hormones that have never been used this way before in the field of medicine. Right. So then they switch to Scott Nugent, who was born as Kelly. Um, Kelly transitioned. She was, Kelly was born as a woman, lived as a lesbian. And when oh. Kelly was 42, she got bottom surgery. Yeah. She says that she has. Or, well, OK, so this person looks like a Scott. If you saw them on the street, you, you could say, OK, looks like a dude. Looks like an so, overweight dude. Yes. So Scott says, I'm a biological female who medically transitioned through surgery and hormones to appear like a male. I will never be a man. Something like that. And uh, let's see, seven surgeries, a stress heart attack, a helicopter ride with a pulmonary embolism, 17 rounds of antibiotics, had six inches of hair on the inside of his urethra for 17 months. And nobody would help because the he lost his insurance yeah so nobody would help right even the doctor that performed all the surgeries that are now really fucking with their quality of life because lots of infections lots of open wounds lots of just like they got a uh she now he got a huge chunk of her his arm taken off like skin to have a phalloplasty yeah to have a penis made out of that and uh, this person was like, dude, they do not tell you about how this is going to mm-hmm. impact the rest of your life. They do not tell you what type of harm these hormones are going to have on you. And they do not tell the, the, the person was like, just distraught. And like, I'm going to die an early death because of what I did to my body and what like these mm-hmm. people, they didn't tell me that this was going to happen. They made it seem like you're going to get on these hormones. You're going to have these surgeries and things are going to be going great. You're going to be so happy in this new body. And no. I'm not happy. I do not like what I've done. Yeah. Then they go back to that chick. Remember Miranda? Uh, Miranda back in San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. Remember Miranda, Dr. Miranda? And she yeah. was like, I don't know anybody oh, who Marcy. had these. Yeah, Mar- I'm sorry, okay. Marcy. Yeah. yeah, they go back to Dr. Marcy being like, I don't know anybody who's had these surgeries that regrets it. Like maybe yeah. one or two, but like can't be that many. And then it goes back to this person distraught, just being like, oh my God, have I made a fucking fatal error? And also, Matt asks Dr. Mercy, what's the youngest patient you've operated on? Yeah, like, 16. Mm, yep. And do you worry that minors just don't understand enough about themselves to make a 
permanent life-altering decision. Nah, you know what you're doing at 16. You're fine. Yeah, absolutely not. So Scott has founded Tree... I already forgot. Marcy? Was it Marcy? Dr. Marcy. Dr. Marcy was like, yeah, because I kind of stepped over the way that you said it. Um, She was like, no, when you're 16, you can definitely make these types of decisions if you want to transition like obviously yeah, that's duh. why we let these people vote and Bruh, uh, you shouldn't be allowed to vote you there's a lot of things that we let 18 year olds do that we should hold off i think that 25 is a much more appropriate age now I get, I, the military industrial complex is going to probably shoot that idea down because yeah of an 18 year old is definitely dumb enough to sign up for shit like credit mm-hmm. cards <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah there's a bunch yeah. of people who'd be like nah 18 is fine because, yeah, they'll they'll sign you up for a credit card on your first day of college. They'll mm-hmm. ask if you want to come into the military when you're a senior mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. they know that you're they're like, oh, yeah, you're an adult. But they know. They know. Not really. You're not making adult decisions. Your brain is not yeah. done forming until you're in your late 20s. Nah, dude. 25. Nah. Until nah. that prefrontal cortex is fully myelinated. Oh, and it's different for men and women. I have heard that. It's like 23 for women, 25 for men. Yeah. And, and heaven, for, that's for a, I, I want to say normal, but that's not the correct word, a neurotypical brain. Yeah, right. So if you have brain. ADHD, you can tack on an extra 30% to that. Definitely. Yeah. So Scott has founded Tree Voices. I don't know exactly how to pronounce that. Helps kids who are struggling with gender dysphoria. And it, it sounds like this person is being very real about their experience that transitioning medically did not help me and it may not help you and says that um, this surgery is $70,000 a pop and it has a 67% complication rate. That sounds pretty experimental to me. Yeah. That's another thing that he was trying to point out is that like a lot of pharmaceutical and mm -hmm. doctor organizations view people who want to transition is basically a dollar sign that says at least $70. Or sorry, $70,000. <laughs> no, the surgery is $70,000. The hormones are $1.3 Over the course person. of a lifetime or what? Over the course of a lifetime because it's not like you get to do a puberty's worth of these hormones and then be off. Yeah, you're, you're going to be on these things forever. Right. So, And I was actually just listening to something um, before we even started this that had nothing to do with transitioning whatsoever, but it just said that we are one of two countries in the world that allow pharmaceuticals to advertise on TV. Mm-hmm. And they and do it incessantly. The other one is New Zealand. And New Zealand doesn't do it like we do it. But basically, when you watch like CNN or cable news or anything like that, the vast majority of their funding comes from pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. So I when mean, it- just go watch any baseball game, it's like half of the ads are for Viagra or some equivalent. So when we start talking about these hidden powers that make it so taboo to even talk about transitioning or what's a man, what's a woman, did you use the right pronoun or the wrong pronoun? And if you use the wrong or right one, well, guess what? Your life's over because that's the way it's got to be. Well, guess And heaven what? forbid if you're dealing with somebody whose gender changes daily. Right. So when it's so taboo to even question any of this stuff, well... And they implied that there's kind of like hidden forces behind it. Well, here could be one of them because the owner of mainstream media is big pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. 
And in 2003, Lupron, which is the, the manufacturer of the drug that are, they're using for puberty blockers, was sued and they had to pay $874 million in fines and they just kept on going. They're right. still doing the same thing. That's another, I, I forget what it was, but Pfizer got a big fine back in the day. But then it's like, you look at Pfizer's overall profits and it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like 1%. Yeah, who so cares? It's clearly profitable to keep yeah, going. Yeah, we'll, we'll just pay, we'll just pay whatever the fine is. We don't give a shit. And then we'll just yeah. keep doing what we want. So then they talk about how modern therapy works and they talk to, what is her name? Is Sarah Stockton. So she is a clinical supervisor and a uh, licensed marriage and family therapist. And she said between 2010 and 2016, 80% of her clients were trans youth. And you would like help them how to deal with that. And now it is you identify who these kids are, you put them on hormones, you steer them towards surgery. And there are no oh, other so pathways. Yeah. This lady is another therapist and she saw a lot of like kids who could be transitioning and she was a concerned therapist because she didn't like that the industry standard was like hormone blockers and push them towards surgery that's that's yep. what you do when you identify a kid who could be trans yep. hormone blockers push them towards surgery and she was like i don't feel like that's right whatsoever and so she was ostracized from the fold yeah and like the modern goal is not to help the individual who feels like they are transgendered it is to help the parents accept that transgenderism right and, and i think this is when jordan peterson showed up just about then yeah another dude who's on joe rogan all the time <laughs> yes and he says there is no such thing as a gender affirming therapist because you don't affirm if you are a therapist yeah if you're a you therapist... go to see somebody because you feel something is wrong and you need help working through that and the therapist's goal is to lead you towards self-improvement whatever that may yes. be and he says, I want to help aim you up. I don't know what that means in your case, but we're going to talk about it. So right. you don't go to somebody just to have them tell you, oh, of course you're right. And here's how we're going to go about that. No, right. there, it seems like there is no, how does that make you feel? It's just, oh, well, here, have some drugs. So you see how that could be a problem if you have a younger child and they're like, I'm kind of confused. Seems like society kind of really treasures if you're trans, maybe I'm that. And then the therapist you go see is like, yep, you're that. You said and the magic we're, word. We're going to figure out how to get your parents on board with that shit. And we are going to get you all sorts of drugs and maybe even a surgery to help out with that. And the kid's like, oh, okay. And so he asked uh, Sarah, what happens if one parent is gender affirming and one parent is not? And they said, the one that wants to transition always wins. So Wild. they interview a dad from Canada and he was notified that a hospital was going to begin administering hormones to his daughter. And according to a recently passed Canadian law, the doctor can do this without parental consent. Why? When the father spoke out, he was arrested and fined $30,000 for misgendering his daughter because he Canadian misgendered law, his own daughter and yeah. was fined 30 grand because by yeah. Canadian law, continue. Not using preferred pronouns is the legal equivalent of beating your children. Dear Americans, if that doesn't scare the shit out of you, we got to talk because that's not good. That is yeah, not he good. Is, he is currently out on bail. His trial is scheduled for next month. So keep an eye out for that. I bet you won't hear very much about it in the mainstream media unless he happens to lose. And then it will just be a warning to all of us. But if he right. wins, oh, no, no, that just didn't happen. And he says the we freedom, have a of freedom of speech in America is the most important 
right that we have. It must be protected at all costs. You are allowed to discuss things like trans issues and blah, 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 and not be fined and thrown in jail. Yeah. And just because you have the right to say something doesn't mean that somebody else is obligated to listen to it. But you still get to say it. Right. You can stand out on the street corner as long as you are legally allowed to be on that street corner. You can say stuff. As long as you are not threatening violence. As long as you are not threatening the president. But this dad says we have a responsibility to fight for our children. Because when my kid turns 25 and the brain is fully developed and asks, where were you? He can at least look at the kid and say, I fought for you, even though I lost. Right. Wild. Wild, dude. What the fuck happened to Canada? I used to think that Canada was a land where it was cold and everybody up there was polite, but like badasses. What what has happened to Canada? I know somebody who literally had to escape from Canada over COVID vaccines. It's fucking Like they wild. won't let you cross the board. You cannot board a commercial flight in Canada. So they had to get on a helicopter, a private chartered one, and fly across the border. And I... then nobody like stamped their passports when they came across. So U.S. immigration is like, well, we don't have any record that you're here, even though you're in my office. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. Mrs. Yeti was like, wouldn't it be so cool to check out like this place in Canada or this place in Canada? And I was like, shut it down. Well, I'm not going anywhere near right that now. fucking country. No way. And I have no desire to get on an airplane at all. Yeah, me neither. I don't either. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. So where can I drive? What is within an eight hour drive? Unfortunately, there's a lot of stuff within an eight hour drive. of me. Most mm. of it is still in Texas, actually. But so then Matt goes to talk about the social contagion aspect, which we already talked about. And so then he's like, so how do we fight back? So they go to uh, Loudoun County, Virginia, where a biological male who claimed to be a girl raped two girls in the bathrooms at school. And the school board meetings just went out of control. The board denies any wrongdoing. And apparently they were not reporting this stuff to the sheriff's department. You might remember this because... Uh... The FBI got activated to shut down these irate parents. And it that's yeah, not but, that's another hey, America, that's not good. Yeah. It's like, oh, these people who want to speak out against transgenderism and our school board are uh, domestic terrorists. Yeah, that's not good, America. Yeah. That's not good. And so they tried to prevent Matt from speaking and they said, Oh, well, only residents of Loudoun County can speak at our school board meeting. So he rented a room. Yeah, like he brought a copy of his lease to the school board meeting and he said, Well, I've always felt like I was actually a Virginian, even though I was living in Tennessee. Yeah. So like, he was like, I self identify I self-identify as a Virginian. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So he spoke and he called them all child abusers and said y'all are going down the wrong path you've got to fix it. i just really don't understand because like the boy who claimed that they were transgender and like molested two other girls i don't understand how you're on the school board and you're like yeah yeah, yeah. we got to protect this and we got to like keep this hush hush i i really don't get it i don't know i don't know i know you don't have any answers but like just think about that you're an adult you're on a school board you clearly care about like children and making sure that they're happy healthy and being educated and like this is what you're up to why yeah what has happened so matt writes a children's book and it's called johnny the walrus dude my johnny parents, is a young boy my parents own this book my <laughs> dad bought, 
I haven't. I keep meaning to read it because I actually haven't read it yet, but I should. I should bring it and I should read it on the podcast. Would that be fun? I don't know that you can get away with that. I think there's some copyright issues with that. For you reading could give a, book? a review of it. Really? Yeah, you can't like read somebody else's work or not without permission. So I, I guess if you reached out to Matt Walsh and got permission from him, then you could. Well, Matt seems like a cool guy. I bet me and him would get along. Probably, but I don't know if he would give permission on that. I could Maybe invite him out publisher. and he could chop some wood because like I've said, yeah. even he needs to chop a little bit of wood. <laughs> he has a big manly beard that's just made for chopping wood. Just because you have a like beard the man. does not make you manly. <laughs> that's the man without a beard. Shut up. I've seen many a bitch who's got themselves a beard. Now, beard, I'm not talking about you. Like, beard, your beard is great. But I've seen many a bitch who has a beard. The walrus, little Johnny, is an imaginative little boy. And he comes down the stairs one day with, like, wooden spoons as tusks. And he's got uh, little uh, socks on his feet as, as walrus feet flappy things i don't know what they're called flippers yes and johnny's mom because she's real progressive she's like oh well johnny must be trans walrus so we're gonna go with that it's like you're all you really are a walrus yeah i gotta read the book to figure out what the moral of the story is because i'm sure the moral of the story is not like so if your kid thinks it's a walrus then it's a walrus. I'm sure that there's like a moral of the story. So I should, I'm certain there is. I'll have to, because I'm going to my parents' house today. I'll have to ask where that book is. My dad was like, yeah, dude, I bought that way early before it was like a sensation. Before it got banned. Yeah, he was like, I just heard about it and thought that sounded funny. So I bought it and it was like, oh, wow. So Matt goes on the Dr. Phil show and he claims that sex is biological and that gender is a linguistic issue. It's like you can oh. be what you want. And there's two you trans don't get women there with pronouns. beards. Speaking of beards. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, I've, I've seen many a bitch with a beard. There yeah. were two ladies with beards. Uh-huh. Well, no, one one had long hair and a beard. The other one, beard on the second one? Because that was a woman who transitioned to male. Are you in airplane mode? I am an airplane. Oh, cool. All right. That's a bad thing on an audio podcast. Yeah. So Matt says, if I decide that my adjectives are handsome and brilliant and you have to refer to me that way whenever you talk about me, that's not how that works. You don't get to decide how other people perceive you and refer to you because that's up to them. And completely separate thing, I it's something that just, it, it, I mean, it's true. I was just reminded of it. My opinion of you is not your business. Your opinion of me is not my business. My job is to go on about my life as I see fit. Yeah. Your job I've is always to go said, on about your life. I've always said, if you want to play make-believe and say that you're a this and you're a that and blah, 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 power to you. I do not care. Have fun. Enjoy. I hope you live a long, happy, healthy life. But you do not get to make me play pretend because you're playing pretend. Yes, you do not control my words. Yeah, I'm in charge of me. You're in charge of you. And power to you, you do you. But then you need to have the respect for me to look back at me and say, you do you too there, Yeti F. All right? Two-way street. So when he asks the question, what is a woman? Addison, who is the one with the long hair and the beard, says, womanhood is an umbrella term for people who identify as a woman. 
And the episode got taken off of streaming platforms after the other guests claimed that they were emotionally yeah. damaged by the conversation. So we got to call out who's responsible. Cause I was like, Oh dude, Dr. Phil, like way to have an actual conversation about this stuff and be cool. Like Dr. Phil's, a, I think Dr. Phil's a pretty chill guy. Um, and then, yep, CBS and Hulu took that episode of Dr. Phil down. So next time you're writing out that check or you're that, you know, you're looking through your charges for the month and you see Hulu on there, just remember like Hulu censored that episode of Dr. Phil. Mm-hmm. So Matt asked Jordan Peterson, what is a woman? And he's got the best advice. He, he says, goes, marry, marry one, one and find, find out. out. Yeah. yeah. So like, I should go home and ask my wife. Mm-hmm. So he does just that. And he asks his wife, what's a woman? And she looks at him like he's an idiot and says, an adult human female who needs help opening this jar. And that's it. And that's, it. that's the whole documentary. That's the whole documentary, baby. Woo! We did it. Yep. We and did in it. In under two hours, but in two separate recordings. Yeah. Sorry. Not, <laughs> so, no, sorry I got so uppity about it, but like, yeah. I was like, God damn it. Now it's got to be two episodes when we put it on Patreon. <laughs> well, I mean, you could edit if you wanted to. No, I can't stitch those two things together and put oh. two those files on. I cannot. I'm sure that there is a way, but I do not know it. Yeah, the, I'm sure there is a way, too. I also do not know it, but I also possess the entire knowledge of mankind inside my computer. Shut up, you. Because here's the funny thing. It'll be two episodes on Patreon, but only one on Anchor. Because there, I can stitch it together. Mm, okay. Yes. Anyway, well, Lisa, okay. good job. I think the patrons are used to how these episodes go. You don't get to tell patrons how to fill, how to feel about things. I said, That's not I your think job. they are. You don't get, I, I don't care how many different words be. you No, I know what you meant, and I, my truth is offended, and so I'm mad now. Well, fuck you. <laughs>